Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today as we are, as always, coming at you on our statewide, unprecedented syndicated platform. We are halfway to Margaritaville in every sense of that phrase, and we are here for you with the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. We call it Free For All Friday. What does it mean? Monday through Thursday, we ask you to mostly follow our lead. We have great guests, United States presidents, Hollywood entertainers and supermodels. Of course, the great coaches and athletes and other sports figures of our time. We sprinkle in some media here and there. And yeah, we invite your calls a little bit. We've been told it's too hard to get in, DG, since you went statewide. The lines are always busy. We have to wait too long. We created Free For All Friday. I have brought a lot to the table for your consideration and contemplation. NFL Week 3 offers nationally must-see TV games. Ravens at Chiefs. That is the shot out of a cannon. Lamar Jackson quarterback with the Ravens against the MVP Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. That is John Harbaugh and Andy Reid, two coaches who worked together with the Eagles long ago, just on opposite sidelines now. If you're an NFL fan, you know that Saints at Seahawks matters. Seattle off to a 2-0 start. You get a glimpse of Teddy Bridgewater in for the injured Drew Brees in New Orleans. If you're a Steelers fan, the Mason Rudolph era, at least for this season, is underway as the Steelers head to face the surprisingly 2-0 San Francisco 49ers. If you're a Duke or a New York Giants fan, you have Daniel Jones, number six overall from the Blue Devils, taking over for Eli Manning as the starter in New York. Those Giants are the underdog at the Tampa Bay squad that beat your Panthers in Charlotte last weekend. There is a lot to discuss in the NFL even beyond those. Of course, closer to home, it is the winless Panthers on the road at the winless Arizona Cardinals. That's one of your late afternoon games on Sunday. Carolina, if you wanted to paint a glass half full picture, it was only one possession losses, right, to a really good L.A. Rams team at home and then to a not-as-good Buccaneers team. The glass half-empty, of course, includes the injured foot and who knows how much more of the ninth-year quarterback Cam Newton. Quick piece of trivia for you as we, of course, on Free For All Friday, follow your lead for most of these three hours. I have a lot of college football. Week four at that level, Notre Dame at Georgia is must-see TV nationally. They're two of the top seven teams in the rankings. They're both undefeated, of course. Their coaches, Kirby Smart of the Dogs and Brian Kelly of the Irish, they have taken those programs to the cusp of the national championship, right? They've both played for all the marbles under those coaches. If you're old enough, you can even remember Georgia as a national championship program. You better be almost as old as I or older to remember that one from 1980. You may be able to remember Lou Holtz and Notre Dame winning it all in 1988. These are not schools that have never been there, but if you go back almost a half century at this point, They've been there only once each as national champions. 
and yet they've been knocking on the door at other times, even under these coaches. They go head-to-head between the hedges. More on that matchup nationally. Michigan's at Wisconsin in a battle of Big Ten unbeatens. Auburn is at Texas A&M. Closer to home, there's a lot of focus on App State at UNC. They've only played once in the history of those two programs. It was an avalanche victory for the Tar Heels, but it was 1940. For crying out loud, they were playing without face masks back then. You just strapped some leather over your head and you just banged into each other's heads. That was it. I mean, I think they allowed the forward pass back then. But to say times have changed would be an understatement. The 2-0 Mountaineers under first-year head coach Eli Drinkwitz Man, wouldn't that be a story of the weekend if the Mountaineers went to Keenan Stadium and got the school's first ever head-to-head win in football over the heels. Mac Brown, of course, a first-year coach in a different way. Round two, year one for Mac is back in Chapel Hill. Also off to a good start. Disappointing loss at Wake last Friday night, but two and one with victories over a Miami team that might still prove to be pretty darn good and a South Carolina team that is from the mighty SEC. Elsewhere, Charlotte goes to Clemson. Dabo Sweeney and Will Healy have both dropped by. Louisville is at Florida State. Does anybody want a picture Monday if the Seminoles, under a second-year coach at home, would lose again to a Louisville team under a first-year coach, Scott Satterfield, theoretically in rebuilding mode in their first year there? That is not a picture that I even want to contemplate even as I would be happy for Louisville and Scott Satterfield, the Cardinals actually are 2-1 and one as they visit the 1-2 and two Florida State Seminoles. NC State hosts Ball State. Pitt gets a shot at another nationally ranked team, UCF. Elon, FCS top 25 team under friend of the program, Tony Trisciani, visits 3-0 and Wake Forest, the team we picked all summer as the best in the state of North Carolina. At least so far, the Deeks have lived up to that projection, 3-0 and as they host the Phoenix tomorrow. ECU hosts William & Mary. We will be there with the big tailgate tour. Come see us at Stadium Sports right there where 14th Street meets Charles Boulevard near Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Our tents, games, prizes, and Continental Tire Toss, which can win four free tires for you from our friends at Continental Tire, will be set up there 2.30 to 5.30. We always have a three-hour extravaganza carnival circus extraordinaire experience waiting for you. And then we cut it off at 5.30. Why? So we can all get into the stadium and watch Mike Houston and ECU even this year's record at 2-2. Two and two. The Big Tailgate Tour host schools are undefeated so far this season. Mere coincidence or possibly the cosmos sending all of us a message about the power of the Big Tailgate Tour driven by Continental Tire. We look forward to throw some footballs and talk some football with those of you who come out to see us in Greenville. Don't forget, it's our only trip to ECU this year, so please come see us or tell us where you'll be in the tailgate lots around Dowdy Ficklin. Reminder to App State fans, I know you're jacked up about the trip to Chapel Hill. One week from tomorrow is our only 2019 stop in Boone, so come find us near Kid Brewer Stadium a week from tomorrow, and maybe you too can win a tailgate of the week and qualify for a tailgate of the year honor. Elsewhere, we had Rick Pitino in the news this week. We had Colin Kaepernick back in the headlines. Antonio Brown has more bad news. After those conversations have been following him for weeks now, the New England Patriots wide receiver has to be at the point where he just doesn't want to check his smartphone because most of the news has been bad. FSU's Willie Taggart is under pressure. Kane's defenseman Justin Falk 
has been on the trade block, but as the Canes inch toward their regular season opener, Thursday, October 3rd, I will see you there. We will talk whatever you want to talk because it's free for all Friday. We do have one four-pack of NASCAR tickets to give away later in the program. Always on Friday, fewer guests, more phone calls. With that in mind, we look forward to our visit with one of the greatest Carolina Panthers of all time, Jordan Gross. We'll be with Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, and Caroline Can uh, for the Panthers radio network as Carolina visits Arizona. The piece of trivia I mentioned with that in mind, and then we just open the phone calls. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a complaint. We're celebrating this weekend the happy 25th anniversary of one of the most iconic sitcoms in American TV history, Friends. Happy 25th to Friends. That anniversary is actually Sunday, but since Free For All Friday, by definition, allows for broader parameters. As long as it has to do with either sports or this show or any combination of those things, you can go far and wide with your questions, comments, and complaints or predictions. 1-800-849-2761. Billy in Smithfield wrote me, Darren, and says he wants to make me the moral compass of the sports world because he heard me go after some people who were taking shots at Cam Newton for some unacceptable reasons. Now, I don't believe they haven't made, uh, what do you call it? The t- There's no sarcasm font, is there? Like, I can't <laughs> no. tell. I can't tell if it's he wants to make me the moral compass of the sports world. And that's like sarcastically. I mean, you know, there's there's Times font, right? There's like a thousand fonts nowadays. Right. None indicating sarcasm to my knowledge. Okay. I mean, if that happens, you got to let me know because my inbox gets a little crazy at times. (laughs) And sometimes what sounds like a compliment is really an insult. And at other times, what sounds like an insult could even be a compliment. We take it all, especially on Free For All Friday. We follow your lead at 1-800-849-2761. The voices you hear today when you dial and you're... We're following your lead. You are steering the ship starting momentarily. We'll be Will, representing with distinction, as always, William Peace University, a rising star of the intern and play-by-play industry. Keep an eye on Will. Buy stock in Will for the longer haul. Jilly, representing the University of North Carolina. I think it's okay for me to share. That is short for Jillian, J-I-L-L-Y. Be nice to Jilly, in part because it is just her first official day as an intern here at the David Glenn Show. Those will be the voices you hear. We have ticket giveaways. We have Jordan Gross, one of the all-time greatest Carolina Panthers football players. We have a heck of a matchup to discuss, including how Kyler Murray, who is healthy to play for the Cardinals, has weird connections to both Kyle Allen, Cam Newton's backup, and Cam Newton himself as so much of the focus remains on his injured foot. Minshew mania ramped up in Jacksonville last night as the former ECU and Washington State quarterback helped the Jaguars beat the Titans. We have week three action to discuss at the NFL level. We have week four action to look forward to, and we have a full week that was that can allow for your questions, comments, and complaints right now. The NBA has a big headline today. USA basketball. College hoops actually ramps up this coming week. The Hurricanes are 2-0 in preseason action. NASCAR heads to Richmond and continues its playoffs. The PGA Tour has actually started its next season. 
The WNBA playoffs are down to the Final Four. The North Carolina Courage may be on the way to another NWSL soccer championship. It can be a little bit of a lot of things, but to be sure, I've brought largely football to the table. Maybe we'll goof around with friends and other things a little bit off, bit off the beaten trail. 1-800-849-2761. Your calls steer our ship, and then a whole lot of football and what you should be looking for near and afar in the NFL and the college ranks. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on the David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four ties, <laughs> not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Minshew, Pirate Program, record-setting day with his completion. Hooks up with Quay Johnson, barrels into a pair of defenders. He's in, touchdown. Here's one for the end zone. Chark, he's got it. Touchdown, what a throw. And the legend has grown a little bit more. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Here we go. Free for all Friday. It's led by your phone calls. I did promise one thing. Shout out to the ultimate producer, yet another rising star in this industry. That was Darren Vaught. For those who didn't catch it, that was dropping in audio of Minshew mania from his ECU days. That was a call of a Minshew touchdown pass in Greenville or while he was in Greenville at the very least, Homer away. And that was blending that in with last night's big play. Minshew Mania ramps up in Jacksonville. Jaguars 20, Titans 7. Panthers at the Cardinals are on deck on Sunday afternoon. Ravens at Chiefs, Saints at Seahawks. Closer to home, App State at UNC is the in-state game most worth watching. Notre Dame at Georgia, the national game at the college level, highest on our radar. As we come to your calls, Cameron has Minshew Mania on his mind. Stan in Washington wants to know where the Panthers go after an 0-2 start would I be a wise guy if I just said Arizona I have a feeling he wants a little bit more than just that answer technically they're going to Arizona they have the Cardinals on Sunday I'm just kidding Dan in Chapel Hill wants to talk football Douglas and Raleigh wants to know how and where to get the best Philly cheesesteak in the city of Philadelphia which happens to be my hometown oh I, I am enticed to go straight to Douglas, but we must talk football first. So hang in there, Douglas, because you are definitely throwing into my wheelhouse with that one. Kyler Murray, the Arizona quarterback, and don't forget this, the Panthers are winless, but so are the Arizona Cardinals. They have a tie, but this is winless versus winless. This is a new head coach in Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona and the new but talented number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. Now, you might already know, well, the connection to Cam Newton that you were referring to earlier, DG, is that they were both number one overall picks, right? There are only so many of those. The recently retired Andrew Luck was one in Indianapolis. Cam Newton was one in 2011 to your Panthers. And, of course, Kyler Murray is one as well this year to the Arizona Cardinals. That is not the only connection. As we come to your free-for-all Friday calls, did you know that last week, Kyler Murray became just the second quarterback in NFL history to have more than 300 passing yards in each of his two first games as a pro? Do you know who the only other QB ever to do that is? Cam Newton in 2011. 
Now, of course, we're waiting for another Ron Rivera update on Cam just to make it official, but it certainly sounds like Kyle Allen, who comes from a much lower profile background than Kyler Murray or Cam Newton, it sounds like Kyle Allen will be the starter and the rookie Will Greer would be the backup. Cam has to deal with that foot injury. So Cam and Kyler have their connection. Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray were both teammates at Texas A&M at the same time. And one of the reasons Kyler Murray left the Aggies was that Kyle Allen was higher on the depth chart at the time. They actually both finished their college careers at other schools, but former college teammates, Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray, may be the starters late Sunday afternoon as winless Carolina visits winless Arizona. Think of the difference between our 0-3 conversation Monday, if it comes to that, and a 1-2 conversation if, and this is not unrealistic, New Orleans has a new quarterback and has to go on the road. That won't be an automatic win. Tampa's 1-1, one and one, but maybe Daniel Jones leads the Giants over the Buccaneers in his first NFL start, right? Nobody in that division, the Falcons are 1-1, one and, one, and Atlanta has a game that could go either way. Atlanta's at Indianapolis. Tampa hosts the Giants. New Orleans goes to undefeated Seattle. They could all three lose. I guess they could all three win. But imagine the Panthers being one and two, with or without Cam Newton, and feeling good about their next game versus being 0-3 at the expense of a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. Without Cam Newton, there's still a chance to win this game. Remember, the defense has been above average. They just need to force more turnovers. Luke Keekley's been a machine. It hasn't been bad. Above average by the metrics, NFL standards. The weapons are there. McCaffrey as a runner and receiver. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, they're n neither is you know a superstar, but they're both coming along as young wideouts. Greg Olson is your veteran tight end. They need better quarterback play, and they need better offensive line play, especially on the left side. Those are the two missing links. If those two things get to even a little bit better, you're good enough to beat Arizona in Arizona. Kyle Allen, of course, must be up to that task. His only NFL start came against the New Orleans Saints backups in a meaningless game toward the end of last regular season. 1-800-849-2761. Now I'm allowed. Douglas and, Phil Douglas and Philly. No. Douglas and Raleigh, you're next on Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, Mr. Glenn, how are you? I'm doing great, man. You can call me DG if you want. All right, DG. I'm <laughs> headed to Philadelphia tonight uh, oh. doing a Spartan race at Citizens Bank tomorrow. Nice. Uh, I'm going to need to refuel afterwards. Nice. So I'm hoping you have uh, some good advice on the best cheese thing I can find. All right. Now, you got a lot of options here, but I'm going to hit you with the basics. The key sort of chains where you have multiple options, including Tony Luke's is right near the stadium. I just visited my family not long ago. We had a cheesesteak at Tony Luke's, highly recommended. I am not offended as a Philadelphian if you go to the alternatives, which include Pat's and Jim's and Geno's. Any of those four would be acceptable for your maiden Philly cheesesteak voyage. And that's not just a cheesesteak now. Douglas is going to the city of brotherly love. That's a different story. It's a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. Now, if you really want to impress the locals, would you, Darren Vaught, standing in for my statewide audience, Douglas doesn't sound like he would know what this means since he's asking the question. If I came up to the counter and I said, I want, I want a cheesesteak whiz wit, would you have any idea what that means? Whiz Does this have anything to do with the cheese whiz versus actual cheese? You're halfway debate, home. You're right? halfway home. If you order a cheesesteak whiz wit, 
The wit means you want onions on it. You can order whiz without, and you got to put the D sound in there to sound <laughs> like a true Philadelphian. Whiz without means you want cheese whiz, but no onions. Whiz wit, you will impress the hell out of the host or hostess as you place your order. Whiz wit. Now, personally, I consider it near blasphemy, bordering on sacrilege, to put cheese steak, to put cheese whiz on a Philly cheesesteak. Now, that's how the chains serve them. You can request provolone, which is what the pros do. You can go American if you're not sure if you like provolone. I consider it bordering on lowbrow to go cheese whiz. But if you want the full experience of saying whiz wit, I'll, you're a listener to the DG show. Of course, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, so again, to recap, <laughs> you got Tony Luke's, Pat's, Jim's, or Geno's. There are local places that would serve even better cheesesteaks, frankly. Rule of thumb, the chains can do it well. But, you know, you find some Italian mama that's been running her own shop for 50 years, her cheesesteak is going to be even better. But that's for – that's kind of like grad school. This is – I'm just getting – you're taking cheesesteak 101. So we're going to go whatever version, whiz wit, or off-the-board provolone, or whiz without, and those are the four chains that you are most likely to see near the sports complex there. Have I let you down, Douglas, or is that, is that the ultimate scouting report for a Philly cheesesteak? No, sir. I think Tony Luke sounds like the place. Is it L-U-C? Uh, L-U-K-E. And w- L-U-K-E. Okay. Yeah. And would you be a, an Onions guy or no? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. so you're going to go wit. And are you going to – I'm not offended. Would you go with the cheese whiz or are you going to go with no. a more traditional cheese product? I'll go with what comes from the cow. Yeah, yeah. Take, take either the provolone or the American. Tell us how it goes. As he launches Free For All Friday, we say spread your wings, Darren. You can go wherever you want to go in the sports universe. And, of course, it eventually comes back to sports. Thank you for that phone call. Cameron is in Greenville, and I believe he woke up with a fever this morning. It's been diagnosed as Minshew mania. Cameron, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, what's up, DG? Uh, I'm a junior here at East Carolina. I love your show. You. And uh, I- I'm all for the Minshew hype train. I remember... 2017, he was named the starter at East Carolina. The first game against Mike Houston and James Madison, Minshew was god-awful. Yeah. So bad that our fans booed him off the field. I remember. I, I'm not, not going to lie. I was one of them. I was one of them. <laughs> he, he, he was terrible. But, you know, he got replaced by Thomas Dirk. He came back in a few more, started a couple more games. You know, he was all right. He, he got a lot better. I knew his deep ball was pretty, pretty amazing to watch. But then Scotty Montgomery was just like, all right, I'm going with Thomas Dirk the rest of the way. Right. Kind of a shot in the face. Yeah. But at the end of the year, we were all hoping he'll be our starting quarterback in 2018. He graduated from East Carolina. At the end of the year, uh, he decided to transfer to Alabama to be closer to family. I remember, and, yeah. And th- there are stories of him crying in front of the team locker room, citing his personal reasons for leaving. Well, it turns out closer to family is Mississippi, so he's going to Alabama. Well, then Mike Leach calls, yep. and he wants to go to Washington State. It's a great story. And he just – he. He blows up. He blows up. And it's just, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for him. But it just goes to show you what a good coach can do, a good coaching staff and a good formula can do for a player. And and you know what? I don't think you're crazy. As much as I like Scotty Montgomery personally, on the short list of things that can make you really look bad as a head coach is if you you can barely make Gardner Minshew look like a functional quarterback. 
And then he goes to Mike Leach at Washington State and is setting records left and right, and he becomes an NFL draft pick, and now he's starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, something is horribly wrong there. Now, of course, your supporting cast matters. It's not just your head coach or your offensive system, but Mike Leach called the kid up and said, why do you want to be the backup at Alabama? And that's what he was going to be, right? He was going to be second or third on the depth chart. When you can start at Washington State for a guy who's helped a whole bunch of quarterbacks, set a whole lot of records in a lot of places, the rest is history. And now Minshew, of all the young quarterbacks, I mean, we get to see one. There are only so many rookies starting at QB in the NFL as we speak. We're going to get to see one with Kyler Murray facing your Panthers on Sunday. We're going to get to see another local guy in Daniel Jones of Duke starting for the Giants at Tampa Bay on Sunday. And we just last night got to saw for, see former ECU player Gardner Minshew lead the Jaguars over the Titans. Man, this is fun. I mean, we got guys like Ryan Finley of NC State. He's the number two in Cincinnati, but he's playing off the charts well. You've got Mitch Trubisky starting for the Bears, you know, coming along, but maybe not where Chicago wants him to be. Something about our state right now and the ACC as a whole, there's just obviously Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, et cetera. I'm assuming everybody knows about them, but this next wave is kind of an exciting wave for those who love both college football and the NFL as we do. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Hey, after that call, man can you imagine if we had like a statewide cheesesteak partner it would sound like we planted that call right hey have somebody call just around lunchtime and ask dg to start describing cheesesteaks so all of his listeners mouths start watering and then our statewide cheesesteak partner they're just barreling through the doors sales skyrocket dared and it all traces back to a crazy sports radio show is that just a dream for now Maybe for I now. For it's now. hard. It's, <laughs> it's hard to get the soft, wonderful bread that is essential to any great cheesesteak. Have you ever heard northerners complain about bagels that are available in the south because oh, the yeah. bread isn't quite right? The water ingredients in the bread make it a little different. I know, of course, southerners hearing Yankees complain about things. That's never <laughs> been favorite. that's never been anybody's pet peeve. But bagels and cheesesteaks, there's something about the, the, the bread and the water that if anybody can figure that out, man, it's just one more yacht in the Caribbean for the rest of us. If you, if you solve that equation and all good things are coming, whiz wit, whiz without or otherwise. 1-800-849-2761. Free for All Friday continues with your phone calls. Adam has the NFL on his mind. Dan has college football on his mind. I have Notre Dame at Georgia on my mind, plus quarterbacks including the Ravens' Lamar Jackson, the Giants' Daniel Jones, the Steelers' Mason Rudolph, the Saints' Teddy Bridgewater, and, yes, the Panthers' Cam Newton and Kyle Allen. More of the best matchups of the weekend that awaits us. You can take us elsewhere. We had USA Basketball in the headlines this week. Did you know that NBA owners are taking an important vote today? As we speak, the season is still a little while away, but they're voting on a very important matter. There's only 10 days left in Major League Baseball's regular season, and yet five playoff spots are still up for grabs. Sadly, Darren's Red Sox and my Phillies have fallen by the wayside. College hoops is almost here. The Hurricanes are in their preseason. NASCAR's playoff continues. PGA Tour is back. You, your questions, your comments, your complaints, and your predictions are fair game. And yes, Billy and Smithfield wants me to be the moral compass of the sports world. I'm a little afraid 
about what might th that might entail, but I am here for you as needed along those lines. 1-800-849-2761. Panthers legend and now Panthers broadcaster Jordan Gross joins us live in 30 minutes. It's right back to your phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are following your lead. Panthers legend, now Panthers broadcaster, Jordan Gross joins us live in 25 minutes to talk about Cam Newton, his backup Kyle Allen, the Panthers' trip to the Cardinals. Both teams are winless. Ravens at Chiefs is a must-see TV NFL game. Notre Dame at Georgia is a must-see TV college game. Your questions, comments, complaints are welcome. Sports World and beyond. Dan and Charlotte wrote during the break, since this weekend includes not only a lot of sports worth watching, but the 25th anniversary of the Friends TV show. DG, if you had to rank the top characters one through six, how would your personal list go? I think I'll have time to get to Dan and Charlotte's question. No? As we come to your calls, they're the first priority. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Dan in Chapel Hill has the best in-state college football game on his mind. We'll get to Adam and Raleigh as well. You can join us from the mountains to the beaches to anywhere else you'd love to live here in the great state of North Carolina. 1-800-849-2761. Hockey, NASCAR, basketball, and much more. We can get to as many things as you like. Dan in Chapel Hill, as my wheels are turning, you know I'm going to go with the three women over the three guys. Like, no matter how much I like Chandler or Joey or Ross, they're finishing four, five, and six, just right out of the gate. So I've got to figure out where to, where to Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe go in the top three, and then where do the dudes go four through six? Is that unfair? I mean, he asked for my personal preference. I mean, they all seem like they'd be good friends, and I, that show was kind of my generation. But if we're going one through six, man, i got to give an honest answer. I'm like Honest Abe, man. George Washington. Okay, I cut down that cherry tree. I did. I'm, I apologize. I'm going to give you the truthful answer. 1-800-849-2761. Ross got kind of annoying at times. I think I'm going to put him he's, at six. He's six of six for he me. He was kind Definitely. of Debbie Downer. Definitely. Good actor. Good character, Ross Geller, brother of Monica, right? But he's going to come in at number six. And I think I'm going to have to go with Rachel at number one, in part because as wonderful as Monica was, and I think I fell in love with her in a Bruce Springsteen video when I was a young guy. Like, remember that's how she made her debut? Yep. I mean, seriously, Darren, it was a pivotal moment in my lifetime as a young man. She was so extremely type A in Friends. I mean, you got to move on from that. Life is too short. She's probably kind and loving and smart and all the other things, good sense of humor. That's a little too much type A, man. I, <laughs> I hope to live a long time. If I'm surrounded by too much of that type A stuff, I got to exhale and have some fun. So I'm going Rachel number one, Ross six, and I'll figure out the rest at some point <laughs> during today's program. Dan, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, how's it going? Uh, doing, doing great, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm a lifelong, well, not lifelong, but longtime Mountaineer fan. Cool. Living in Chap working in Chapel Hill. Ooh. Uh, so it's been an interesting week. Yes. Um, 
Um, my uh, question is concerning the matchup. I think the one that the point that everyone looks to as the biggest sort of flaw against that state is some of the defensive showing over right. the past two weeks, the yards they gave East Tennessee State, and the points they let Charlotte put up in the second half. Right. Uh, I just wanted to know from your experience, uh, because Ted Roof is an ACC alum himself, yeah, an ACC is. defensive line, uh, <clears throat> what do you think adjustments he can make, and what does your view of Ted Roof's ACC defensive performances in the past how does that help you make your predictions about the game? I'll, like, tell, you, I'll tell you this. You know, for a long time, Ted Roof was extremely well regarded as a defensive mind. In fact, you know, he got the Duke head coaching job in large part because at that time he was considered one of the best defensive coaches in the entire ACC. Uh, he didn't work out as a head coach with the Blue Devils, obviously, but uh, I have not followed him as closely these last two games at App State. You know, he was previously at NC State and other schools, Georgia Tech, et cetera. Uh, so I knew him more as a younger guy when he was really well regarded. There are alarm bells going off when you give up 40-plus to Charlotte, right? How much of that is Will Healy's creative offense with the 49ers as they head to number one Clemson this weekend? And how much of that was the Mountaineers, you know, not being prepared, not being coached well, not having good enough personnel, whatever, a combination of those things. So I think your, your question, Dan, as the, the guy caught in the middle of this rivalry given your job and your whereabouts – I think you're putting your finger on if App can win this game, they're going to have to upgrade what they've done defensively. Because I talked about it earlier this week. For those who don't know App as much, their quarterback, Zach Thomas, is a really good dual threat. Their number one running back, Darrington Evans, is a big-time player. Their number one wide receiver, Corey Sutton, hasn't even played yet this year, but my understanding is he's coming back from suspension against the Tar Heels here in the Mountaineers' third game. So you're talking about three skill players right there that are good enough to be on ACC football rosters. They're leading the Mountaineers offensively, and I know enough about App in recent years to know that uh, you know Victor Johnson and Noah Hannon and Bear Hunter, great football name, Bear Hunter is actually his name, uh, really good offensive line out there. So the Mountaineers don't have to apologize to anybody offensively. And, of course, Eli Drinkwitz, their new head coach, comes from an offensive background. He was uh, Ryan Finley's guru at NC State. So nobody's batting an eye about the Mountaineers' launch under Eli Drinkwitz on that side of the ball. I, I don't have a detailed answer for what has gone wrong defensively as much. Uh, but you have to pick your poison, right? Because the bottom line with Carolina in their 2-1 and one start is that they have not been prolific, yet they're dangerous, right? They, they won a relatively low-scoring game against South Carolina, a relatively low-scoring game against Miami, and then their offense didn't show up at all. What was it, like nine straight punts to open the game against Wake Forest? But then they ended up losing a low-scoring game against the Demon Deacons. I would not assume that the Tar Heels are incompetent offensively, though, just because their numbers, points per game, are down a little bit. Sam Howell has shown he can be the real deal at quarterback. And I think Carolina is going to try to run Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Williams is kind of like a, a bulldozer with some agility, and Michael Carter can just flat-out run past you and break an 80-yarder at any time. You, as the App State defense, have to decide – what poison are we going to deal with? Are we going to dare them to run the ball and take our chances with Michael Carter and Javante Williams? Or are we going to stack the box and see if the freshman Sam Howell, A, gets enough time to find receivers, 
He lost his starting center for a long time and his starting left tackle, who I think is listed as questionable this weekend. So can the Mountaineers exploit that? My guess is Ted Roof and that defensive staff is going to say, we're not going to let the Tar Heels run all over us. The Carolina two-headed monster at tailback is about as good a one-two punch as you're going to find in the ACC, you know, along with Clemson and some others. But depth-wise, that's one of the Heels' best positions running back. So Ted Roof and the, and the Mountaineers don't have as much size as most ACC teams. So I would say put an extra body in the box, and then when Sam Howell drops back to pass – you got to get him. And if he's missing two of his five starting offensive linemen, there is no college football team that has great offensive line depth. It just doesn't happen at that position for whatever reason. So maybe you can get to the quarterback. Sam Howell's agile, but he's not like, you know, a Lamar Jackson with his legs. He's Most ACC quarterbacks are not. Bryce Perkins at UVA is. Uh, Jamie Newman at Wake Forest has been that dual threat, dangerous guy. Most of the others have been much more pocket passing oriented. So that's the App State defense challenge. If that defense is not up to that challenge, then the Tar Heels roll by double digits. If that defense is up to the challenge, maybe you sack the quarterback, maybe you create turnovers, well then, yes, the first ever win for the Mountaineers over the Tar Heels, it becomes possible. Who do I think is the better team? I think Carolina is the better team. But you all know how this works. This is the best program in the Sun Belt Conference. That's an FBS-level team with talent and experience and shared success in the Scott Satterfield era. They can go to Keenan Stadium if, and win if they win the turnover battle, if they harass Sam Howell, who looked really frustrated in that first half at Wake Forest when the Demon Deacons were getting to him. Carolina started this season with a questionable offensive line and then lost two guys to injuries. One may come back. The other's not yet back. How does that go? To me, that's the key to whether the Tar Heels roll or whether the Mountaineers have a legit shot at shocking the world. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Adam is in the triangle and next on the David Glenn Show. Yeah, quick question for you. Since Eli has won two Super Bowls, does that make him a Hall of Famer? And does that set a precedent, say, let's say, for like Nick Foles, mm. right? If he, yeah. he went to, is he now a Hall of Famer? It's kind of like a two-part question. I'm not sure which one you're asking me. But if I, if I were a voter, I, I vote in a lot of things in a lot of sports. I am not a Hall of Fame voter. Uh, to me, Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. But if you ask me, do I think the actual committee is going to, work, to vote him in, I think the answer is yes. So, I, you know – I don't think I'm contradicting myself. If it's my vote, I vote no, but it's not my vote, and I'm telling you they're going to vote yes. So Eli's going to get in. It's not just two Super Bowls, which, of course, count for a lot and should count for a lot. Uh, Nick Foles would have to play, just to use your example, a lot more football. Like, Eli was a 15-year starter for the New York Giants. So it's not like the 3,000 – you can't say the two Super Bowl title threshold – is the 3,000, you know, the, whatever, the 250 pitching wins threshold in baseball. It's not. It has to be two Super Bowl rings plus 15 years of starting with a lot of other good things, right? Um, so Nick Foles wouldn't apply. He just hasn't played enough football. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else would be another candidate along those lines if they got another title. You know, Eli Manning's regular season career record is 500. When, when you've lost as often as you've won – as a 15-year starter, it just doesn't sound like Hall of Fame-ish to me. It's like Harold Baines getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. 
I grew up watching the guy play baseball. He was really, really good. He was outstanding. But, you know, it's the Hall of Fame, man. It's like the best of the best. La creme de la creme, as the French say. And I don't see Harold Baines as la creme de la creme, all due respect. And I don't see Eli in that light either, all due respect. They've done amazing things. But it's not the Hall of consistently good. It's not the Hall of 500 during the regular season and then two magical Super Bowl runs. It's the Hall of Fame, the very best of the best football players ever to compete in the NFL. And I just don't see Eli that way, and I don't see Harold that way. But again, I don't have a vote, and those who do are going to put Eli in at some point. Back after this on the David Glenn Show. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.